Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber and today I want to talk to you about some of the top errors that I see when it comes to exclusivity and navigating that change from dating to being exclusive. Before we get into that, I want to share with you my free guide called Copy and Paste Texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky. And I frequently have clients that I've been working with for months tell me that they still go back to that free guide because it's so useful in dating. So the link to access that guide is in the show notes of this podcast. Also, if you would like my help to go from dating to exclusive and beyond, I have a coaching program that's all-inclusive, has every single tool that you need, and has the structure for you to follow and to fall back on so that you know what to do in every single dating situation. So if you'd like to learn more about that, there's going to be a link in the show notes as well. Okay, so let's talk about the top mistakes that are so common when it comes to the subject of exclusivity. The first mistake is assuming that you're exclusive based on behaviors. So maybe you think, well, we're sleeping together, or he introduced me to his mom, or we went on a vacation together, or we're meeting each other three times a week. And rather than having a clear agreement with the person, you look for clues in their behavior to ensure that you're exclusive. And basically what this is and the reason why we do this is not because we really feel secure in that, but because we're avoiding having an uncomfortable conversation. So we think that maybe we can just skip that part. It feels kind of awkward. You don't want to bring it up first. So you're just going to try and slip in there (laughs) without that conversation and assume that you're exclusive and set things up to um, reflect a relationship that would be exclusive instead of just having a conversation. Something that I learned early on, and that's just true for all areas of life, is that avoidance equals pain. (laughs) So you initially avoid an uncomfortable conversation, but then you just have this low-grade anxiety moving forward because you haven't created the container around your connection, and you're doing things and giving things under an assumption, like doing things that would only feel comfortable to you if you knew that you were exclusive, but it's based on an assumption and not an agreement. So there's always this anxiety surrounding it. And I can't tell you how often I've heard from people that they assumed they were exclusive, but they never had that conversation. And then one, when they did bring up the conversation, they weren't actually on the same page with the person. So it was great that they had that conversation and could clear things up. Um, Or two, that they never had that conversation. And then four months, six months in, they found out the other person was under the impression that it was still okay to date other people. So the key phrase to remember here is that there are expectations and there are agreements. Expectations are agreements we have with other people in our head. Okay, so an expectation is not actually an agreement. It's just like a contract we made with somebody that they never signed. So if we want to have an actual agreement, we need to speak it out loud and the other person needs to say, yes, I agree to that. I also want to do that. 
And that's just good advice for all areas of life. We have so many expectations of people without realizing it. And then we get mad at them for not meeting those expectations when they never agreed to it in the first place. So this happens in work, this happens in friendships, this happens in all of our relationships. And it's so important to realize when we're just assuming we're on the same page with somebody instead of having a clear spoken agreement. Okay, so the second common error that I see is that we ask the question, are you seeing other people instead of letting them know that we would like to have an agreement to not see other people moving forward? And what this leads to often is that the other person will say something like, oh my gosh, I mean, I couldn't even see anybody right now if I wanted to, I'm so busy, or no, I'm only seeing you. And then we think, oh, great, I'm in an exclusive relationship now. But you haven't actually made an agreement. You've just learned what their current status is of whether they're seeing other people right now. So it's important to realize that there's a big difference between somebody saying, no, I haven't dated anybody since I've met you, or no, I'm not currently seeing other people, versus from this moment forward, I agree to not see other people and to just see you. So the way that we actually need to phrase that conversation is not, are you seeing other people? We need to say, hey, I've been reflecting and I noticed that I would feel more comfortable moving forward if I knew that we were just dating each other. How do you feel about that? So it's about this point in time and moving forward and not even about if he's dating other people right now because until you've had that conversation that's completely irrelevant the last common error that i see is that once we have made that agreement with somebody we release the floodgates as i like to call it so we've been working so hard to not overwater the plant and you've been listening to the podcast and you've been creating space and enjoying the desire in that space and all of that and then once we're exclusive we're like finally i can stop all of that and just water this plant like i've been wanting wanting to water it so We think, okay, great, we're exclusive. That means we can take the next steps. I can see him more. I can text him more. He's my boyfriend. I can do all of these things. And what's really important after you have any intense watering experience, and I would consider getting to a deeper level of commitment or making a decision to only see each other as like watering the plant quite a bit, you want to make sure for the next week, you basically keep everything the same. So you don't now throw a bunch of plans at him. You don't throw a bunch of intense conversations at him like, okay, we're exclusive. And then three days later, are you my boyfriend? Do you want to meet my parents? Are we going on vacation together for a week? When do we want to get married? We just want to stay really calm and just enjoying the connection and letting that um, decision to be exclusive settle in because it can bring up a lot for people. It can bring up some fear. It can bring up some vulnerability. It can bring up some commitment spasm. So we just want to give some time for that to settle in. And the other piece of this, and part of releasing the floodgates, is now that we're exclusive, 
we wonder how to get to the next step and how to make the plant grow. So a lot of clients will say that like, okay, we're exclusive. And then before they can even catch their breath, they're like, okay, so like what, what's the next thing? Like, how do we get further? (laughs) And what's really great about being exclusive is once you're exclusive, you basically don't have to do much. You just nourish the connection and enjoy it and have fun. That's it. You just connect a little bit, have space a little bit, connect a little bit, have space a little bit. It's super easy and the plant just grows on its own. You don't have to make it grow or force it to the next step or push it forward. You just get to chill and have fun. Those are the most common pitfalls that I see when it comes to that transition from dating to exclusive, that last little piece. And it's really important because it really, really trips people up. So I hope that helped and I'll see you next week in the next episode.